This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God at the center. We hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself (laughs) laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday, and we are so glad that you're with us today. Okay, so you know what it means. What does this mean? Thanksgiving is one week from today. That's right, it is. And it comes late this year. It sure does. And the pressure that you're putting on me to go ahead and decorate for Christmas is (laughs) kind of starting to get on my nerves, honey. Honey, we're just pushing Mr. Turkey right out of the way and saying, come on. I don't mind having Santa Claus at my house early. Uh, <laughs> you're really serious about this, right? Yes. Because Thanksgiving <laughs> does come later this year. Yeah, it does. Okay, well, that's another podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, do you remember the 1990s motto, WWJD? Everyone wore bracelets. A lot of people wore bracelets. It means, what, what would, would Jesus, Jesus do? do? Well, today we will discuss why putting that thought-provoking phrase in motion can increase God's protection for you. It will decrease anxiety, and it will fill your days with more of his presence, more of his peace, and more of his loving favor. Mm-hmm. And we got this, and then we're inspired by this in Psalms 15, 1 through 3, and it says, Lord, who may go and find refuge and shelter in your tabernacle upon your holy hill, meaning who can find refuge in your presence? And the next scripture says, anyone, okay, anyone who leads a blameless life and is truly sincere, anyone who refuses to slander others, does not listen to gossip, never arms, harms his neighbor, speaks out against sin, criticizes those committing it commends the faithful followers of the Lord, keeps a promise even if it ruins him, mm-hmm. doesn't crush his debtors with high interest rates, and refuses to testify against the innocent despite the bribes offered to him. Such a person will stand firm forever. That's right. That is what Jesus would do. That is how Jesus would live. And if we want to experience beginning again in our life, We must be committed to a life of honesty, integrity, and right living. We must quit lying to ourselves and to other people, and we must stop doing things that hurt other people Mm -hmm. and ourselves. Okay? These are all essential elements of any effective personal time of inventory that we take of ourselves. Yeah. And it's necessary if we hope to bring reconciliation in our relationships especially in our relationship with God. That's right. It's all about doing the right thing, especially when you don't feel like it. Yeah, we've, we've started uh, discussing this, you know, thinking about this motto for a little while now. And, and uh, you know, I, I think this motto, what would Jesus do? I, I really believe that people need to get back to that. Yeah. You know, because there's situations that come up in our lives, all of our lives, and we're about to react in a negative way or in a way fashion that's not, you know, Christ-like. And I think if we just kind of look down at our bracelet, <laughs> think, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say in you this? Know, what, would he, what, would he, what would he say in this situation? How would what, he act? Yeah, how would he react? Would he answer respond? the phone when we see it's a creditor? Yeah, that's true. Would he uh, answer the door if, if you think it's someone that's probably just trying to sell you something? Mm-hmm. Um, would you go the other way if you saw someone maybe... 
at church or at work that uh, you're having ill feelings towards and, and they may not even know it. That's right. What would Jesus do? Boy, that one little phrase, yeah. if you apply it to pretty much everything, uh, you'll stay pretty busy. In recovery circles, we call it doing the next right thing in front of you. That's right. A lot of times we don't know what God's will is. You know what His will is? Doing the next right thing in front of you. You know, the bracelets now, a lot of people wear now is I am second. And that kind of has the same motto of what would Jesus do? You know, in, in other words, Jesus is first. What would he do? How would he react? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of has the same effect on that. Yeah. And so, you know, there are many times at work or in a situation, I'll look down at my wrist and I'll, and I'll see I am second. And, I, and my mind will say, well, I'm second to who? Mm-hmm. I'm second to Jesus to what he would do in this situation. You know, and, and God will put great things in our heart to do, but it's mm-hmm. the little foxes that spoil the vine, he says in his word, meaning well, that's for sure. you're back here um, in, in, on the back branch, on the potter's wheel, in that cocoon being mm-hmm. tested over and over and over. It takes great character for God to be able to trust you with what we call true riches in our case, and that is people. That's true. And if we're not back here doing some of these things that we talked about, this little stuff that is not little to God, how can he trust us with much more? If we're not faithful in little, how can he trust us with more? You know, in the restaurant business, they have a motto of saying, um, what's not a big deal to you may be a real big deal to the customer. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, what's not a big deal to you may be a really big deal to God. Yeah. Okay, can he trust you in that? You may come across a situation, that's not that big of a deal. I'll go ahead and uh, I'll cheat on my taxes this time. Or or maybe I just won't, you know, pay, you know, the creditor, you know, the amount that they wanted this time. It's no big deal. You know what? To God, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, to God, it's a big deal. Because, then you know, he wants to know that he can trust you with the big things. If you have a works mentality, and that maybe what's the kind of faith that you you grew up believing like I did, a very works mentality mm-hmm. mindset, then this can be this can be become like a work, and it's not about gaining God's um, grace. Oh no! It's not about any of that kind of stuff. It is about living a life to please Him out of one thing and one thing only, and that is love. That's exactly right. We always say love's got everything to do with it. And if yeah. you make it into a work, it's not going to last. Right. It, it, it's from the heart of, of compassion and gratitude for what God has done. It's, it's a life that you live to please Him. Yeah. And all of those things, because He is concerned with all of that. But we can't do it on our own. It is by His grace and His grace only yeah. that we're able to, you know, have that personal inventory every day and do something about it. That's right. And with his with his grace to do that and his power within us, you know, we can we can make decisions to do the right thing. We're not perfect and we still mess up, but to choose yeah. life, not to choose death, to choose blessings, not to choose curses, mm-hmm. not to wake up and go, What is the why is all this going wrong? I don't know. Do that inventory and ask God to reveal to you where you didn't do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Take responsibility. Don't blame. That's true. You know, and, you know, I know when I got saved, you know, I I often thought, you know, about my two sons, you know, about me really desiring, of course, and crying out to God for them to be saved. Uh, I would think of that. You know, what would Jesus do in this situation? Would Jesus force them to do things? Would Jesus push himself on them? 
Or would Jesus let them come to him in, in their own time? Would Jesus let the spirit work in them because they are an individual? Even though they're my sons, they're an individual person. And I, I really did. I took God's advice, man. And I just, I, I just stood back. Jesus, what Jesus did, especially in his three years of ministry, is he was an example to others. He loved people. He didn't judge people. He tried to help people. He didn't, you know, he tried in every way to be a helper. And that's what I decided to do with my sons. Mm-hmm. And when they gave their life to him, I knew it was their decision. Mm-hmm. On okay. their own free will. Yeah, I didn't force them. That's right. And you knew it was from the heart. It was genuine. Right. That's what Jesus does to all of us. He doesn't force us mm-hmm. to believe in him. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. That's the, you know, that, that, is the, mm-hmm. that is the curse and that is the blessing of mankind. Choice. We have a choice. Adam had a choice. He could have stepped in there and stopped Eve from eating that apple. He had that choice. But he stood there and watched her do it. Eve had a choice to listen to the to Satan or not. And she listened to him. That's what it's all about. That's God's divine order. You know? And from that moment on, from the beginning of the world, the cross was put into action to save us. At that time, thousands of years before Jesus, you know, came came to this beautiful world that, that you know that God created. Right. So what would Jesus do? He'd do the right thing. Period. Mm-hmm. You want to put it in a small sentence? The right thing. That's right. So, you know what, honey? Some people are out there right now, you know, us included. We always need to ask, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. And some people just don't have a relationship. With Jesus, you know. So, I mean, kind of, what's the point? I just do it all the time. Exactly. But I tell you, man, you start you start thinking and asking yourself in situations, what would Jesus do? Your relationship will grow with Him. Oh, and your decisions will come easier. Yeah. Things will begin to prioritize in your life. That's right. Anxiety will leave. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's okay. Here here's this is what He would do. There there it is. That's right. Well, you know, for those of you who have never given your life to Christ. And those of you who may have walked away, and those of you who may be in church for a long time and never given your heart to him, we really pray that you pray this prayer, because that's, that's what Jesus would do. All right, so please pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord, I know you died on the cross, that you rose on the third day, and because of the cross, I ask you to forgive me of my sins, and my sins are forgiven. Lord, I ask you that question. What would you do? Well, you've answered it today for me because you're in my life and I give you my life. And from now on, I want to do what Jesus would do. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, thank you so much. Um, If you prayed that prayer, we'd love for you to email us at info at livingitup.org. And, uh, you know, any comments you may have, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are uh, donating uh, around the world um, mon- uh, financially, we thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we, we really depend on your financial contributions to keep this ministry going. Right. And you can, email, you can go to our website at livingitup.org. Go to the Give button. 
and then right there is the donate button. It's as easy as that. And if for some reason you're having trouble with that, uh, that website, let us know. Shoot us an email. We'll, we'll find out what's going on. That's right. Okay. Well, as you go on about your day, remember the 1990s motto, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. So implement that into your life every day. See if things don't change and keep living it up. Well, I'll be getting again.